0: Did you miss last week's Inbound Marketing Conference? Never fear, we got your back. Today's guests will come on to share themes, hot topics, and her favorite sessions. I also wanted to let you know that my book, Content Marketing Engineered, is now available in audiobook format. So go on to Amazon, check it out, and there's also a Kindle and um, Softback version as well all right let's do this
1: welcome to content marketing engineered your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content here is your host wendy covey
0: hi and welcome to content marketing engineered on each episode i'll break down an industry trend challenge or best practice in reaching technical audiences you'll meet colleagues friends and clients of mine who will stop by to share their stories And I hope that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a brief shout out to my agency, True Marketing. True is a full service agency located in beautiful Austin, Texas, serving highly technical companies. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Content Marketing Engineered. Today, I'm joined by Julia Fellows. She's an account manager at True Marketing, and this will be her second or maybe third time to come on to the, the show. the third time. Yeah. yeah. Welcome yeah, back, thanks Julia. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, I know I thought back to when you were on the show last, and was it our March LinkedIn Madness mini series by chance? It was, it was.
1: And spoiler alert, I've got some uh, LinkedIn content for you today as well. Of
0: course you do. <laughs> well, <laughs> those of you listening or watching missed that mini series, I'll put a link to it in the show notes because it was, it was a great series. That was yeah. one of my favorite um, episodes or string of episodes in the whole year, I think. Um, yeah. But but that's not well. I guess that's part of what we're about today. But, <laughs> but our overarching purpose of today's episode is to recap HubSpot's 2021 inbound conference. And you yeah. know, Julia, Julia, I've attended this event for ten years. And when I first went, there were maybe a thousand people, and then at its crest, twenty thousand, I want to say. And then you know, things went virtual, yeah. and well. What was it like being virtual at Inbound? Yeah, well, so I have to admit, this is only my second
1: year attending Inbound. And so m- I don't have a frame of reference. I have exclusively uh, experienced Inbound as, as a virtual conference platform. Oh, how interesting. And yeah, yeah. And um, I will definitely say that the user experience was improved from last year. So um, that was pretty awesome. But um, for the folks who don't know, Inbound is a marketing conference that's hosted by HubSpot every year uh, that centralizes around the inbound marketing methodology, which is a methodology that we follow at True Marketing as well. And um, I think that in general, they do a really great job of balancing it between, you know, HubSpot product news and releases and just kind of things that are relevant, things that are Important within the marketing industry and trends. And it's, you know, it's a really great way to uh, catch up and and learn more about what's going on in your industry. Um, And as the filmmaker Spike Lee said during his uh, spotlight presentation, you stop learning when you
0: take your last breath. So, uh, you know, you got to keep learning. Absolutely. And the way marketing keeps moving so quickly, <laughs> really only oh, yeah. to learn regardless of how many years we've been doing this. So, uh, it's a good Absolutely. reminder. Spike Lee. Thank you. Absolutely. And was it, was it Oprah speaking too?
1: Yeah. And I have to admit, I have to go back and watch her session because it was, uh, during dinner for me, but it was, um, I was really excited. So I'm definitely going to be going back, uh, later this week to watch that one.
0: Yeah, so really interesting that here's this educational marketing conference, but they bring just a, a variety of speakers and um have a, some leadership yeah. inspirational topics as well as practical stuff for we marketers yeah. and those people. Yeah. You know,
1: they have uh they have some fun sessions too, like um I I didn't get to attend, but they have the Boston City Ballet. Did like a like a stretching exercise break? No break way!
0: Oh, I want to do a stretching exercise yeah. Cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool. My stand-up desk hasn't stood up yet today, so that's a good reminder. Yeah, well, I'm I'm here on my exercise ball, so good. Well, Julia, I'm dying to hear what was your very favorite session of the week. All right,
1: so I think my favorite session was. Email myths busted. Uh, What's really working now with Jay Schwedelson? He is the founder and CEO of subjectline.com and world data. Um, Obviously, that email is a super hyper relevant topic. Um, You know, in the pandemic, email has gotten a lot more difficult uh, for marketers and for uh, individuals. It's a lot harder to consume email. So, you know, we've noticed at true, even some of our clients who have traditionally done really well with email are having lower open rates and lower click through rates. So, um, I really wanted to learn about, you know, why we're not performing and, and maybe if there were some myths that, uh, I was believing and practicing.
0: Yeah. It's getting noisy out there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then of
1: course, Jay was a super engaging, uh, presenter too. He was very animated and conversational. And he I even got like an HBO show recommendation from this presentation. And <laughs> um, but man, he that guy must be tired at the end of every day because he had a lot of information to share and just exuded some really great energy. OK,
0: well, don't leave me hanging. What what, what were some of the big takeaways from it? All right.
1: Well, um, you know, we're still going through a- pandemic and it really has changed the way that we email it is you know email has really become the wild west anything goes whatever you can do to get your email opened and with regard to uh to getting getting your email opened, it's it's your from you know so so who that from address is or or uh I think it's a friendly, friendly from alias or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, your subject line, those are the two things that are going to get opened. Obviously click through is a whole nother story, but, um, and in his presentation, he was showing that there was a 40% increase or nearly 40% increase. If you changed that uh, friendly from address to instead of something like true marketing, to a person. So Julia at True Marketing or Wendy at True Marketing or or Lee at True Marketing, you know, that was much, 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 much more likely in a B2B context to get opened.
0: So- That's a um, great, great um, find and something that's easy to implement. Yes,
1: exactly, exactly. And, you know, a lot of the myths that he kind of talked about during his presentation were things that, you know, traditionally we've been told, no, 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 don't do that. Like don't use parentheses, don't use brackets, don't use asterisks, don't use emojis, uh, don't make mistakes, you know, but these are the kinds of things that make your email stand out against everybody else's. So you've got to do whatever you can to stand out against the
0: email above
1: yours and the email below
0: yours. Okay, so Halloween's almost here. So it's okay to put spooky ghosts until everybody else is doing it and then stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Wait, what, did you, wait, did you say mistakes? Could you clarify yes. what you mean by that? Yeah, Do we purposely yeah. misspell something just to get yeah, a so, or what? So a good example would be, um, you know, in a
1: consumer context, um, if, you, if a company would were to send out an email that said, oops, you almost missed this deal, you know, kind of a mistake, but not really a mistake. I got
0: you. Okay. (laughs) Well, I do admit when somebody sends a second e-newsletter with a correction, it makes me mm-hmm. intrigued of what changed. What? How did they yeah. screw what up? Did and you I mess up. almost always open those, <laughs> even if I don't care about the subject matter. Oh, it's like a car accident. People like to see other people's mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. How, what does that say about us? I don't know.
1: Yeah, ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, were, what were some of the other hot topics uh, that you came to? Yeah, across? well, um, account-based marketing was another big one this year. I saw a little bit last year, but I've seen even more this year. I think I probably attended four or five different ABM sessions, which was really good, um, you know, and account-based marketing, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's, it's kind of a more personalized marketing experience. And um, I tried to find it earlier, but I saw a post on LinkedIn the other day that was talking about how, you know, in a business to consumer, Uh, environment you're marketing to a person but in a b2b environment you're still marketing to a person you're just marketing to a person who represents a company so that person still wants that personalized experience too um there was a great ask me anything session with justin keller from terminus um he gave some cool case studies on Mm -hmm. how they've implemented abm and um you know the the key trend I was noticing throughout all the avian sessions is the importance of alignment, um, especially between sales and marketing, but really within the whole company and um, account based marketing is you know there there was even a a debate session where uh, two people were debating about account based marketing versus inbound marketing, and to me there was obvious there was no obvious winner because inbound marketing can support account-based marketing. So they are not
0: mutually exclusive ever. (laughs) They shouldn't be.
1: Exactly, exactly. So um, because the goal is really just to start a relationship with someone. And, um, you know, this is where you can handpick different pieces of your content to send to a specific contact uh, within your target company as your target account. And then uh, HubSpot also has tools within, uh, I believe it's within their sales hub that can help you with account-based marketing and then show you, you know, what your targets are. And you can can, uh, pick out people within that account and assign buyer roles and, and, it's so definitely a good way to track uh, those target accounts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I was really excited yeah. when HubSpot added um, account scoring. So not just a score for an individual, yes. but a score for yeah. the account. And uh, right. that adds a lot uh, richer data to a company that's practicing ABM. So
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Well,
0: what else? Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, LinkedIn is still relevant.
0: Um, oh, you yeah. Know,
1: they... There were quite a few sessions last year that I attended about LinkedIn, um, obviously kind of in anticipation of our our, uh, LinkedIn March Madness or LinkedIn March Marketing Madness. Uh, And um, there were a couple of cool presenters that were at Inbound last year that came and did a debate this year, which was really cool. It was uh, a debate on LinkedIn ads versus organic uh, content. And, you know, I think organic content still wins, but uh, there are definitely some strategies that can be implemented with both. And for example, you can take an uh, organic piece of content that has performed really well and turn it into an ad. And that will mm-hmm. typically perform better than something that
0: hasn't performed well. Over yeah. Time. Is that because you get it in front of a larger audience by going out? Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly.
1: And then uh, there was another great session where the folks at LinkedIn came in and really kind of gave you a step-by-step on strategy and different tips for running your LinkedIn ad campaigns. Um, so if you've never run ads before, that was a super great session to just give you the basics. And um, they, they were really informative. We got a little more context about, you know, why they set it up the way that they did. So. Um, oh. I thought that was super helpful.
0: In that session do they give any peek into where the platform's going in 2022 by chance? Not really, but that's okay, you know, it's I tactically oriented. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one thing we've uh we've learned is in general is that, you know, LinkedIn tends to copy some of the other social networks but they're a little bit behind. Um, you know, they they tested out that uh, stories type feature and they are doing a little bit more with videos. So, um, I'm really interested to see where they go next.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else did you find? Um,
1: another big one was, um, customer education and which really is a pillar of the inbound methodology to begin with. Um, that was the first session that I attended. Um, and, they discussed uh, creating like learning platforms for your prospects and your buyers and, and your audience. And um, True was already doing this with our content writing engineered course, um, which Wendy will probably link to in the blog post. And um, really the one of the emphasis, one of the reasons that you would want to do something like this is that it empowers your customers. And empowered customers are going to buy more. They're going to, you know, and really, they're going to be those nice customers that you don't have to work real hard when you're working with them, you know, because they're going to, you can teach them how to use your products and your services and and how to optimize things. So um, it's, I think uh, we're seeing a lot more of that. Um, you know, they used HubSpot Academy as a great uh Example of that. So um
0: I, I'd like to see more organizations doing that. Good, good. Yeah. Once upon yes. a time, I was responsible for customer education at National Instruments. So that's near oh. and dear to my heart. And you know, the idea that um, you know, you, your prospects moves into becoming a customer and you want to make sure they're mm-hmm. successful. And I love that. Um, there's integration here with, one, pulling marketing into that conversation post-purchase mm-hmm. of how we communicate with them. You know, because if you think about email workflows, just getting real practical for right. Our- Think about how great that is. Someone just purchases a software product and now you have this whole customer success email workflow for that product, encouraging them to go look at the community forums or on-demand training or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So it just makes sense. And, um, I assume, I guess a question for you on HubSpot Mm -hmm. CRM is all of that information then stored back on that contacts record when they participate in training? Is it an integrated I guess that
1: would depend
0: on, you know, what, what kind of platform you use for you. your customer education. <laughs> it's yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I bet yeah. there's some APIs in the HubSpot community that, that connect to make it all beautiful. <laughs> oh, I would believe it. I would yeah. Believe it. Yeah. yeah. Well, any other topics that come to mind or is that? Those, yeah, those I've got highlights. one more for you. Okay. Um, you know, we're definitely seeing a rise in
1: RevOps or revenue operations. Mm. Um, it's, I attended only one session, but there were at least three or four different sessions. Um, it's not a new concept um, or a new way of doing business, but it's, it's new to HubSpot. Um, one of the sessions they were talking about how they had just established a RevOps team within HubSpot earlier this year, Mm -hmm. and um, it's, you know, as we're getting more and more entangled with technology, and just the world is becoming more complicated, the buyer's journey has become more complex, and it's more disparate, um, you know, And RevOps aims to streamline that. So, you know, uh, in one of the sessions, um, which I don't even think was a RevOps session, but someone gave an example of buying a Volvo and how he had a, I I think it was Dharmesh. Um, (laughs) I think it was Dharmesh He gave an experience of how he had bought a Volvo and he it was a great streamlined experience buying it online. He didn't have to interact with another person at all. And then after <laughs> he gets loves
0: car, that's so funny. I know, right? It's great <laughs> for introverts. <laughs> and
1: he goes to he he gets a letter in the mail says, "Okay, it's time for you to pay for your for your new car." And it's a completely different system and platform mm-hmm. from the one that he used to buy it. And then if he wants his account number. He has to go somewhere completely different to get that. And it's in a letter that they mailed him, which we all know that in the U.S., they're having mail issues right now. So, um, you know, organizations, RevOps organizations can help to streamline that experience. Um, You know, of course, it's, it's about the processes and the people and the technology and the data that goes into what that customer experience looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, as marketers, you know, w- maybe we're not involved in the entire process, but it does make us think a lot more about how we can streamline that handoff from marketing to sales and then beyond.
0: Okay, so, good. Very
1: yeah. interesting. Have yeah. As well. Yeah. And the HubSpot actually has some, um, they came out with a new operations hub earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, which I think. Or maybe it was beta earlier this year. I'm not sure, um, but that is another tool that you can use with your RevOps. Um, so I am excited to see
0: more of that. Well, speaking of new HubSpot tools, I assume there were some product announcements that happened during inbound. There were a few. Um,
1: mostly, there was more information about the the Ops Hub. And then some more customized and, and more expanded uh, CRM capabilities, which I think uh, a lot of people have been looking for. So
0: Good, good. Well, I know we have yeah. a blog post coming soon that will go into those product announcements in detail. So yeah. those of you listening or watching, uh, definitely, if you're not a subscriber of the True Marketing blog, go subscribe and it'll hit your inbox when we post uh, that blog post with, with detailed product announcements. So uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Joya. so if we look ahead to next year, what, what are you hoping to see? What do you wish was in this year's inbound or just, you know, thinking ahead to next year?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for me personally, the biggest thing I'm hoping for is that we have it in person again. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've missed out on the experience a little bit the last two years. Um, it's a fun, fun conference. Yeah. And I, I think that, that in-person will encourage networking a little bit better. They had some great Mm -hmm. breakout sessions and, um, you know, chats you could sign up with or sign up for, but you know, when you're, when you're not physically somewhere, it's easy to get distracted by other things. And it's easy to say, "Eh, I'll have a discussion with someone another time. So I'm hoping that it'll be in-person again.
0: Oh, Um, I'll have dinner instead of watch Oprah. It's uh, yeah, it's, exactly. I can watch it later. It's recorded. <laughs> it you was. would have done that in person if she was exactly, in <laughs> exactly. I would have skipped dinner to watch Oprah in person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very well. That's yeah. fair enough. I, I, yeah, yeah. I can't wait yeah. to go together next year. Let's let's make a yeah. day <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your inbound 2021 experience with us. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, Wendy. Thanks for joining me today on Content Marketing Engineered. For show notes, including links to resources, visit trumarketing.com slash podcast. While there, you can subscribe to our blog and our newsletter and order a copy of my book, Content Marketing Engineered. Also, I would love your reviews on this podcast. So please, when you get a chance, subscribe and leave me your review on your favorite podcast subscription platform. Thanks and have a great day.